Hey guys, welcome to Inside the System Podcast. I'm your host, Mike. I'm going to try to do what I call Lockdown Fridays, where I'm going to jump on here, answer some questions from some listeners, and maybe talk about you know what you've done for the week, what I've done for the week, um, going into the weekend and having a good time with family and friends. So, a uh, few questions I'm going to answer. I've gotten a handful, um, but we'll start off with some basic ones. So, as I mentioned in my intro podcast a couple back, um, I've been doing this corrections job for almost 15 years now. Um, so, one of the main questions I got was, what changes have I seen over the last 15 years? Um, and, man, let me tell you, I've seen a lot of changes in the law enforcement and corrections world um, in that time. But most significant, I think, especially here in the Northwest, um, is the rampant use of drugs um, going up and the um, sentences for drug use going down or uh, being arrested, the stats of arrest going down. And that is not all a law enforcement officer's fault. A lot of that, unfortunately, uh, is legislation's fault. Um, it is voters fault um it's case decisions that have uh gone the way of uh for lack of better words the criminal um here in washington we had a big one uh called the blake decision um basically finding uh a substance on a subject uh you could no longer charge that person with that substance um and it kind of just changed the way of how law enforcement deals with uh, drug use in our communities, making arrests based off that drug use, um, and being able to book people into jail. Uh, so for a while there, we saw a huge decrease in drug offenses being arrested and coming in uh, to jail uh, the last year, year and a half. Um, so that's been a huge change. You know, when I started, I mean, people were coming to jail for possession of marijuana. Uh, and now marijuana here in Washington state and a lot of other states is basically legal to have up to a certain amount, um, for recreational use, etc. And so a lot of people that used to try to hide weed, <laughs> they just do it in the open now. Um, and I mean, whatever it, it is, what it is, um, but the harder stuff that we're seeing, the fentanyl, the heroin, the meth, um, you know, it's, it's gotten out of control here in the Northwest, um, and probably in your local community as well. Um, but having these case decisions come down where, um, it makes it difficult for officers to arrest people is, um, pretty, pretty crazy. And, you know, I think a huge detriment to our communities when people want to see, uh, drug users that are doing it in the open, go to jail. I'm fortunate enough to live in a city that is hugely backed uh, by our council, very pro-law enforcement, and have even created their own city ordinances against drug use and possession, uh, making it misdemeanor uh, crime to be in possession or to use drugs and a bookable offense in jail. Again, the jail I work for is a misdemeanor jail. Um, so these are offenses that we see quite often now, which, you know, I think we should, we need to be getting those drugs, uh, off the streets and away from our youth. 
the best we can. And uh, a part of it is that these guys or gals that are coming into jail for drug use are getting help, social services, um, you know, treatment, etc. Housing if they need it, if they're homeless. Um, you know, so tax, do- tax dollars um, come into play when it comes to that, right? But agencies um, within the county I'm in, they work hard to try to provide these services to people. Now, can't make somebody do it right the court can order somebody to do drug treatment um and to do these things but we can't force somebody to do it so the consequence for them not doing it ultimately is the judge handing them out jail time um you know so and sometimes that helps right sometimes being in jail for a significant amount of time can help people has helped people um, but it's not the end-all be-all. Treatment um, is a better option for a lot of people. Uh, but really, at the end of the day, it comes down to a person's mentality to get over their addiction and their drug use and put themselves in better situations where they are not um, succumbing to drug cravings or whatever. Um, So big, big thing over the last 15 years that I've seen is the huge increase in drug use um, in the local communities that I'm around. Um, It's pretty sad. You know, we we hope to see changes. We hope that our legislation um, goes back to the right way of making these harder drugs more of a felony level crime. Uh, But time will tell. We will see. Uh, another question I got is how do you not let your home life be affected by some of the people you deal with? Um, you know, for me personally, and I think every corrections officer should kind of lean towards this as well is you just can't take things personal. Um, you know, we get inmates that come in that, you know, threaten, run their mouth. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this to your family. I mean, I I can't tell you how many times I've had threats over the years while dealing with somebody who's either extremely high or extremely intoxicated. Nine times out of 10. I mean, I could say that they're never going to come to that level of doing something, um, but you never know. Right. So, um, but biggest thing for me is not take anything to heart, you know, people or words are words. Um, and I, I don't let that affect me. Um, you know, sometimes I'll come home and wife or kids will ask how my day was, even if I had a horrible, horrible day dealing with a bunch of inmates, you know, my answer to them is, Hey, work was all right. Things could always be a lot worse. I I always believe, um, you know, and I think I'm in a pretty good situation or position in life to not be overly affected by the type of work I do. Um, you know, and I, I deal with, though we're a misdemeanor jail, though we only house, you know, misdemeanor, gross misdemeanor level crimes. We do, our patrol officers do arrest people for felony level crimes. They bring them to us for temporary stay. And then we move them to our local county jail where they get booked and processed for their felony crimes through felony level court. Um, so I've dealt with child rapists, child molesters, um, individuals who have committed murder, um, burglary, um, anything you can think of arson, you know, we deal with those types of people still, even if it's for a little bit. So, you know, and I've, I, I read some of these reports that, uh, come through for these people to, 
go to the next destination jail or court and get charged with their crimes. And some of them pretty heinous, pretty egregious, you know, uh, having kids, um, you know, and the child crimes that people commit, you know, some of the stuff that I read, it just boggles my mind that somebody, um, could do such a thing to a child. Um, and you know, people are like, Hey, how do you not just like slam their head into the wall? You know, you just gotta, you gotta just be level-headed, calm and cooled. Um, because you know, in my line of work, you do something like that, you're going to be behind bars with that person. So, um, you know, you just can't let it affect you. And I know that's probably easier said than done. Easy for me to say, I, I guess it's just uh, the mental fitness that I have. Um, and you know, not letting things like that bother me at the end of the day, people are people, uh, they're going to do what they're going to do. And I have a job to do, and that's to ensure the safety and security of everybody within my facility. So, um, you know, I just can't, can't take it to heart and can't bring it home. Um, let's see, how do you relieve the stress of your job? Uh, that's a pretty good question there. Um, you know, for me, like I said, I don't take things to heart, uh, but the job can be stressful at times, right? Especially for me at times where I'm a first level supervisor. Um, so I see day oversee daily operations every time I'm at work, I'm a firearms instructor. Uh, so I constantly get in questions related to firearms and training. Um, and then Big one recently is I've been putting together a transport uh, team, a high-risk transport team within my agency, my jail. Um, so getting that stuff squared away and, you know, getting equipment for the unit and firearms for the unit for the long-haul transports that we uh, will end up doing. Um, so, you know, doing all that stuff. Now, I, I got a lot on my plate. I stay busy. Do I get overly stressed? Eh, no. Again, that's not really my personality, right? Um, but some people could, they could get overloaded. You got to find an outlet. Um, you know, for me recently, my outlet has been getting back into fitness, working out, running, uh, doing push-ups, doing squats, doing all that stuff. Um, and I think fitness is a outlet or stress reliever reliever that is great for everybody, whether or not they choose to do it. I don't know. Um, I see a lot of people going to the gym. So, you know, I think, I think that's a huge one. Another good one for me. Um, I love hunting. I love fishing during that time of year. I love camping, uh, family and I, uh, go camping quite a bit throughout the year. We have a travel trailer. Um, you know, we're got a big trip planned coming to Montana this summer. So super stoked about that. Looking forward to being back over, uh, in the Western Montana area for about a week or so. Um, so things like that, getting away from work for a little bit, huge stress reliever, if I do feel stressed. And again, very rare that I do. Um, you know, mostly I just enjoy spending time with my family, my girls, my wife going, you know, out on the weekends that I'm off and just doing whatever. We don't always have plans. Sometimes we just make things up as we go, but that's what it's all about. Uh, getting out, going on small hikes, um, you know, all that stuff. It just, it plays a role in helping reduce stress, if you will. Um, so find, find a good outlet, right? Find something that's for you. Um, uh, for quite a while I was making, uh, wooden flags, um, for people and, you know, did that for a little bit. And, 
um, you know, going shooting, all that type of stuff. That's huge for me, obviously, being a firearms instructor. Uh, so that helps out a lot when it comes to relieving that stress. Um, do you have overtime where you work? I do. Um, not a ton. I hear people or I see in Facebook groups, corrections, Facebook groups where people are hammered with overtime. I mean, we're talking 20, 30, 40 hours extra a week at some facilities across the United States. And that just is mind blowing. Um, so I definitely don't deal with that level of overtime, um, or the officers that I work with, um, they don't have to deal with that level of overtime. Again, we're a smaller facility, um, but we work 12 hour shifts, um, you know, great schedule, two days on, two days off, three days on, uh, and then it flips the next week where we're two days off, two days on, three days off. So every other weekend you have uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. Um, so if you choose to take some vacation in there, that's, you know, what people should do if they have it, right? Something planned or even just to get a break in. Um, and then there's some times where, you know, yeah, you have to have a certain amount of officers working on the shift, um, to deal with daily operations. So if somebody does take the day off, we always post that person's shift, uh, open for overtime. And, you know, we're, we're pretty lenient where we're at. You could come in and work three hours and Hey, see ya. Thanks for coming in. You can work the whole shift. You can work part of the shift. So, um, it just kind of depends on what you want to do. Um, I, in the almost eight years that I've been a supervisor, I personally have never had to mandatory anybody on overtime. So I think that says a lot about our agency and us just finding a way to make things work and deal with what we have. So, um, that's, that's pretty nice. Anyway, uh, those are a few lockdown Friday questions that I wanted to get out there, uh, and answers to, um, I have some more that I will be doing next week for next Friday. Um, you know, so it's Friday, you probably worked a long week. I know I did. I'm happy to have the weekend off, um, enjoy doing some smoking, some meats this weekend for the family. Um, and just getting out and doing whatever comes to us this weekend, nothing specifically planned. Um, so anyway, uh, I hope you guys have a great weekend. Thanks for tuning in. Um, and I will catch you on the next one.